Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Andrew is just as relentless as Roy when it comes to tackling issues head-on. This is The Roy Green Show with guest host Andrew Lawton on the Chorus Radio Network. Welcome back to the Roy Green Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm Andrew Lawton, guest hosting for, I don't know, like 15 more minutes here. So soak it all up, folks. All good things must come to an end. One big thing we've seen in the last few years in particular, although it's not a a new concept by any stretch, is companies that are getting into these moral, political, social discussions more so than I've ever seen before. And this isn't to say that corporations with a conscience are new phenomena. No, they're not. We've known for quite a while. Ben & Jerry's, as a classic example, has always tried to make an economic point with the way that that company has operated. But now we've seen companies that have entered entered the fray on a lot of these issues. And under the guise of social responsibility, we've seen them try not only just to have a conscience, but try to change legislation, to try to run the show, which is quite amusingly... Something that people used to rail against, the same people supporting these corporations dictating public policy. So has it gone a little bit too far? There was a great piece about this in the Financial Post earlier this week by Patrick Luciani, a senior fellow at the Atlantic Studies for or Atlantic Institute for Market Studies, rather, called Corporate Social Responsibility Has Gone Off the Rails. Uh, He joins me on the line now. Patrick, thanks very much for your time. Great piece you wrote here. Thank you. So let's talk first off about what the catalyst was, because you've cited a couple of recent examples here, like North Carolina, where uh, PayPal got involved over the, the, the state's anti-discrimination laws. But the list is endless of companies that have really fallen into this category in recent years. Yes, it is. Um, uh, I can't tell you uh, exactly what the impetus was, but uh, certainly the situation in North Carolina got my attention after I read a piece in the uh, New Yorker about it. And I was surprised at how many companies uh, jumped on the bandwagon of trying to, um, how do you say, um, social engineer uh, policy uh, through corporations. And the funny thing is, I mean, the people that seem to be supporting these initiatives are the type of people where if a different company had decided to make an, an opposing position would just be trying to raise holy hell, threatening boycotts. And it seems to be a one way street in a lot of cases, depending on what the particular issue de jour is. Yeah. Um, in the case of uh, North Carolina, the the issue isn't whether or not people should be interested in social issues. I I certainly have no trouble with that whatsoever. I was just raising the issue that corporations, uh, public corporations, uh, their managers have taken it upon themselves to to get involved in social issues, which I think is, um, I think those are issues that we should handle politically. Uh, in, in the case of some of these companies, such as Apple and PayPal and uh, the Deutsche Bank, we're using company resources to push so- social agendas. And I think that's something that should be done by by managers are on their own time and with their own money. 
Yeah, and this is a particularly interesting discussion here because it, it comes at a time when obviously people, I think, generally speaking, accept that a company that is a private company has the right to to take on these issues. It's not about whether or not they should have the right as much as whether or not they should. But if you're dealing with a publicly traded company, I mean, there are shareholders that in a lot of cases I don't think are consulted before the CEO comes out and makes a, a claim about how the company is going to respond to a particular issue. Yeah, exactly. Of course, they uh, they make the argument that they're concerned about their employees and so on. But the real issue basically is the role of uh, free markets and capitalism, and that a lot of corporations basically are uh, apologize almost for being profit-making organizations, and um, it's something that they've uh, they no longer try to defend, um, and they try to put other uh, issues uh, before making profits, such as. Um, uh, pay equity, perhaps, or uh, a diversity, um, or other social issues, which is a complete transformation of what we had in the past. That's not to say that corporations shouldn't be morally responsible and obey the laws, but their primary function is to make a return, the highest return they can for their shareholders. And this is where we get into this question of where does the ultimate priority lie here? And you've uh, touched on this uh, a little bit in your piece here with uh, the new explanation uh, that has been uh, termed customer-driven capitalism. And you cite this as an idea coming by uh, Roger Martin, who was formerly the dean of the Rotman School of Business at the University of Toronto. And you write, he argues that capitalism has evolved to the point where customers come first and shareholders come last. Does it have to be one or the other, or do not both succeed alongside each other? Well, they can. I mean, if you're interested in maintaining, let's say, customer loyalty, you may want to do whatever you can to to, uh, to make sure you deliver um, products that your customers want and need. Uh, the example he gave was the Tylenol case way back in 82, uh, when um, Johnson & Johnson... Uh, jumped into the fray by taking all the Tylenol off the shelves and basically said to their customers, and they, you know, they indicated to their customers, you come first, but they were also concerned about the bottom line. And I have no concern about that, no, no, no beef with that. Um, but if I walk into my local bank and I see that they're pushing environmental issues um, as I'm lining up to get to a teller, that seems to be a completely different issue. Especially in a lot of cases, if they're putting money into those issues as well. I mean, it's one thing to make a, a statement or a claim or to have a CEO who personally holds an opinion about something. But when you're dealing with all of a sudden prices rising or money that's going away from one particular thing and going towards, you know, donating to whatever the cause is, absolutely they have that right. But it seems to be almost accepted as the norm now. Well, they, I guess they, they, do they have the right? I mean, I don't know whether or not, as you said, whether or not they've consulted with their, with their shareholders That's fair. how to allocate their money. Um, and, you know, we're not, not talking about a lot of money in certain cases. I really was concerned more about intention and their focus. I'd rather them spend that money on lowering our costs rather than taking on social issues. These are political issues, and I don't think they should, they belong, uh, they don't really belong in the corporate boardroom. Of course, some would argue against that. I can understand that. But um, it seems profits seem to be taking a, a backseat more and more uh, over issues such as, um, well, as I said, diversity and hiring practices and social issues such as uh, minimum wages, for instance.
And one thing that I think is very important to note here is that companies and corporations are finding that they live by the sword and die by the sword because the second you enter into these political issues, all of a sudden you're creating a wedge where you're going to divide the market. You're going to divide your consumers against you, whereas companies that just stay out of it entirely, I think, end up being able to float under the radar of a lot of these discussions. Yeah, I don't uh, think consumers pay much attention to it. I don't think that they... This isn't an issue at the forefront as far as they're concerned. I was just uh, surprised at how few companies, and we know this in the energy sector, actually come out and defend free markets and capitalism. It's almost as if they're ashamed to do so. Uh, and they've allowed um, uh, the advocates, let's say, of, um, of environmental causes to dictate to them how uh, they should run their businesses, and I think that's completely wrong. Yeah, very well put. The piece is called Corporate Social Responsibility Has Gone Off the Rails, written by Patrick Luciani in the Financial Post. He is a senior fellow at the Atlantic Institute for Market Studies. Uh, Patrick, thank you very much for your time this afternoon. Great piece you wrote, and I was uh, appreciative for the chance to talk to you today. You're welcome. All right. Thanks very much. Really, really fascinating piece in my eyes because, yeah, companies all of a sudden have to decide where they are going to stand on these issues, and it only ever serves to bite them in the rear end, it seems. And I look at Ben & Jerry's as an example. Uh, Ben & Jerry's run by or founded by two dyed-in-the-wool liberal Democrats, and they had for years a policy where their CEO could never make more than a certain percentage more than what their lowest-paid employee made. And they did this because they were trying to make a point about wealth and income inequality, and then they had to increase it. And then increase the limit and then say it was, okay, now it's 400%. Okay, now it's five, now it's 1,700%. And eventually they had to walk away from it. And now they look like hypocrites when if they had not mentioned it at all, not made themselves a political entity, no one would have really cared. It's like with Earls. If Earls had just stuck under the radar, not tried to get involved in a big issue like this, they would have been fine. Now they're dealing with boycotts and boycotts. Is it really worth it? Maybe, maybe not, but this seems to be the new reality of business for at least the time being.